ברוכים הבאים בשם השם, ורחנוכם מבית השם, חודש טוב. בתחדש, סינסטנאית, ודיד קידש דבנה. I just did, therefore we can say, Chodesh Tov. This week we have two Pashas, Achimais and Kedoshim. Yeah, but it might rain there. Might snow too. Achimais and Kedoshim. This week is Perik Shlishi Pirke Avais. What am I actually going here today? What's going to happen today? Um, there you are. Can you put your phone on silent, please? This evening I'd like to begin with a story that I just heard. Shaliach in Israel he doesn't really want to spread the story but it's something that has to be told Shaliach in a city called Bet Sha'an needs a refuah Shalema yikes I forgot his mother's name Yaakov Ben don't remember his mother's name Extremely not well, unfortunately. And as a proper shliach, he wrote to the Rebbe to ask for a bracha. In today's modern day, Chassidim, when they want an answer from the Rebbe, they open one of the books of letters of the Rebbe, known as Igris Kaidish, or you can get an English set as well, which is called. What? What is it? Not called Letters of the Rebbe. <laughs> no. No, it's. The White Farm. I don't remember what it's called. Letters from the Rebbe. Letters from the Rebbe? No, there's another right. book he's sticking No, there's another one I wrote. I, I Big, thick one from this. How many volumes are there? Six. Oh yeah? Uh, maybe it's letters from the Rebbe. He received, he opened up and he found, he received a letter from the Rebbe yeah, the, the giving the, tremendous the, blessings, brachas, for, no, it's from the Rebbe's desk, the Rebbe's, no, it's not a thing either. The letters in the so. scripts? That's the way. No. Why do you know so much? Many different blessings, many different brachas from the Rebbe, but wonders, miracles, Great things that will take place, that will happen. Why don't you take your coat off? I'm hot enough. How's this cold? It's actually not. Then, Rebbe literally gave him tremendous, tremendous blessings. Now, personally, I know, personally, I know, that when you have, you receive a blessing, you get tremendous chizuk, you get tremendous strength from this. 
The Rebbe gave you a blessing, and if you're a believer in Hashem, there's a Yad Mordechai in Shechanarach that writes that prior to the times of Tzaddikim, when we had, before we had Tzaddikim and righteous men, when a person had a question, they would open one of the 25 holy books, Kovdal, 24, Kovdal at and there they would open up and they would see a bracha. People would give names that way, they would look up in one of the Kavdalas of Rekadesh. So therefore, when we do today, we open up an English Kadesh of the Rebbe to get a letter from the Rebbe. And when you receive a letter that's so to the point and so poignant, it gives you tremendous chizuk. However, we are people, we are human beings. Being people, human beings, it gets extremely difficult sometimes when it comes to our Muna, our belief in Hashem. Although we definitely believe in Hashem, okay, we're going to have to call her back. Although we definitely believe in Hashem, and we have complete faith in Hashem. However, there are times where we tend to sometimes falter in our belief. They tell the story, I've told it many times, of a fellow that fell off a cliff. And he fell off a cliff and the drop was a 10,000 foot drop. The hell... The Almighty helped him as soon as he fell off the cliff. There was a branch. He grabbed onto the branch he was holding and dangling from the branch, looking down at this 10,000 foot drop. And he looks up to heaven and he says, God in heaven, please save me. I have a wife. I have children. And lo and behold, he hears the heavenly voice. And the heavenly voice says to him, Do you believe in me? And he says, yes, Rebbe Shalom, I believe in you. Do you have complete and total faith in me? He says, yes, I have complete and total faith in you. So the heavenly voice says, leave go of the branch. The man looks down at the 10,000 foot drop and knows leaving go of the branch is not going to be beneficial. But the Almighty told him to, but it's still not so beneficial. But he heard the heavenly voice, but it's still so dangerous. Finally, the person turns heavenward and says again, anyone else up there could help me? Which tells us that although we believe, and we believe with complete faith, and we believe that the Almighty is going to help us, and that everything will be for the best, somewhere deep down in the depth of our back of our mind, it's hard to actually sink our teeth into this. So although he got this beautiful, magnificent bracha from the Rebbe, he was having a hard time. That night he had a dream. In the dream he came to 770, and he came upstairs into the small shul, the small Bismedish, and as he was standing there, the Rebbe came in for Mincha. And the Rebbe walked over to him, and the Rebbe showed him the letter 
that he had just read in Igris Kedish, in the holy books. And the Rebbe says, I meant every single word. And the Rebbe repeated to him each and every word of the letter, that you're going to have miracles and wonders, and Yeshua's salvations. And the Rebbe repeated each and every bracha from that letter. Leave it, you got two cups? Two heads better than one. And David should take a help. All the brachas of the Rebbe will definitely come through. And he should have a full shleima and long, happy years to raise his children and to see grandchildren at Hashem. Until Mashiach, Adbiyah's girl, Tzedek, till Mashiach comes. In this week's parshas, Achrei Mois and Kedoshim. Where does this come from? Achrei Mois and Kedoshim tend to have a very, very interesting, intricate connection between the two. And we say it every year that some people actually say after a person dies then people say how holy the person was but in the name of a parsha since the Baal Shem Tov tells us from each and everything we have to learn, we must see also what lesson do the names of our Pashas teach us. In essence, the Pasha of Achrimais talks about the pre- after the children of Aaron passed away, for whatever it is they had done. And Kedoshim enumerates over 50 mitzvahs of how one has to, to Kedoshim to you, one needs to be sanctified wholly to the Almighty God. Excuse me. In essence, these words go hand in hand. The goal that we have in this world the reason that we were put on this world is because the Almighty wanted to make a dwelling place on this world. And there's no way that the Almighty can find himself on this world without our actually doing mitzvahs. Mitzvahs in physical realm. Doing a physical mitzvah with a lulav, with an esrig. A mitzvah with twilin, a mitzvah with a Shabbos candle whatever physical mitzvah that a person does, this brings down shechina, this brings down holiness, this brings down the dwelling place for the Almighty. However, why are we not involved constantly doing mitzvahs and learning teda? First of all, there are other things happening in the world. 
There is work and there is eating and there is sleeping. But on top of that, unfortunately, there is also a Yetzirah. And the Yetzirah keeps us from doing what we are supposed to do. Now, honestly, the question is to everybody, how did you let the Yetzirah get the better of you? You knew it came from the Yetzirah. You knew this was an evil inclination. This is not something you're supposed to be doing. How did you actually fall into that trap? And on the other hand, is the Yetzirah coming and telling us all the ways do sins, don't do mitzvahs, don't go to shul, don't daven, don't put on tefillin, don't keep Shabbos chasashon. Is this the Yetzirah doing this all day long now? Because the Yetzirah is a lot smarter than that. And therefore for the Yetzirah, if the Yetzirah will be coming to us, constantly tell us, don't put on challenges, don't, don't eat kosher, don't keep kosher, don't this, don't... We won't listen because we don't fall for that. Because we, as children of Hashem, can't succumb to such a trivial idea. However, the Yetzirah comes like a spider. The Altarebbe explains that the Yetzirah comes like a spider and tells the person, the Chathchile, in a very, very amicable language. He says to him, you know, davening is extremely important. And when you daven chakras in the morning for three, four hours, that's beautiful. And Hashem appreciates it. It's such a beautiful thing to do. But then what happens? Then you're off to work. Or you're off to learning. And sometimes, because you daven so long, you don't eat breakfast. Don't you know how important breakfast is? The most important meal of the day. How could you miss your breakfast? It's not good for you. Are you off the phone? Come here. That's all right. How many weeks I didn't have? Tell not to come here, leave it. The Yetzirah tells the person, why don't you dive in Shachas for three and a half hours instead of four? which is also very beautiful, that will give you a half hour to eat breakfast. And then you can do your day, whatever you have to do. And the person hears this, and the person actually thinks the Yitzhara means for his benefit. And the person succumbs to this. And the Yetzirah keeps working his magic the same way. In which he cuts down the davening, and he cuts down the learning, but he doesn't tell you, don't daven, don't learn. Rather, he tells you, you need to do other things <coughs> for your health, for your well-being, for whatever it might be. 
So the person ultimately feels this can't possibly be the Yetzirah. Because why would the Yetzirah be talking for my good? And therefore, the person, Rahman al-Islam, falls into the trap of the Yetzirah. Our goal is to eradicate the Yetzirah. To destroy the Yetzirah. To get rid of the Yetzirah from within us. What would be the result when we succeed doing that? When we succeed destroying the Yetzirah from within us, we would have no opposition to doing and to being holy and spiritual and devoted and dedicated to the Almighty. And therefore, after the death of the Yitzhahara, Kedashim, you can become very, very holy. And that is what we strive to do, therefore. We strive for the benefit of our spirituality to destroy the Yitzhahara and everything that he brings with him. Amongst the many, many mitzvahs is the mitzvah of Avas Yisrael, of Yahavta Lereacha Kamaycha, to love your fellow Jew as you love yourself. Can you think of anything harder? Honestly. To love someone as you love yourself, everyone knows there's no greater love than Avasatsmi, the one that loves themselves. Where can a person come off to succeed in Vahafta Lariacha Kamecha? And especially, Rashi comes and tells us. That v'ahavta l'reyacha k'mecha is not just a mitzvah, zeklal godl batera. A generalization, a great generalization of the tera. On which tera bases? What does this love add that it's a klal godl? A generalization. And so much so that this is how Rashi explains it to the Mechamesh the Mikra. The Ramban asks a very interesting question. You could put the fear of God in a person. You could put the fear of man in a person. You can scare somebody. Can scare somebody when they're involved in the middle of something very intensely, and you all of a sudden scream. You'll see them jump when you <laughs> you startle somebody when they're sleeping. You frighten them. There is a theory. I don't know how true it is. 
that if someone has the hiccups, you scare them and they stop. It breaks the hiccups. Next time, you know, you see somebody with hiccups, try it. Even if it doesn't work, it's still funny. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> Extremely funny. How do you put, not just putting into, not just implementing it, but commanding that someone should love a fellow Jew like they love themselves? Another question, if we are commanded to love each and every Jew like yourself, Why does the Torah go on to tell us about all the other mitzvahs that are between people? Tzedakah, to loan money, you're not allowed to steal, you're not allowed to take revenge. All these mitzvahs are superfluous. If you already have a commandment, you have to love the Jew like you love yourself. Then what is the question? If he's going to come to me that he needs money, I'm going to give him money. What's the question? If Shalom, he does something wrong to me, of course I won't pay him back. I won't take revenge. It's superfluous. All the other mitzvahs become superfluous to discuss. If I already have the mitzvah of loving the fellow Jew like I love myself. Perhaps we can explain why Rashi therefore tells us that rather than say this is the biggest mitzvah in the Torah, Rashi tells us that this is a generalization in the Torah. The commandment to love is a separate entity. A generalization of all the other mitzvahs that have been Adam Lachavere, between a person and a man, and fellow man. If that's the case, first of all, we found many times in the Torah that the Klau, both the, the generalization, and the individualization that come, that are derived from the cloud. So then what would be the problem over here? If I have a cloud god love after the and I have a gen then I have the small parts of it, the particles of giving tzedakah and all the other mitzvahs that come along. And secondly, since the mitzvah of is kamecha, this is a general commandment. Generally telling us how we have to behave between our friend, fellow Jew. And this is therefore how we can do all the other mitzvahs between our friends because we love them. Since in essence though, the mitzvahs between a person and ourselves are things that we have to physically do, which doesn't give emotion, it's physical, I gotta give tzedakah, 
I don't have to be passionate about my tzedakah. I give somebody a loan. I don't have to be passionate about my loan. If I don't take revenge, I don't have to sit there and say, I'm so, I love this person, I can't take revenge. Therefore, it doesn't come a question how it's possible to command on loving a fellow Jew, Kamecha, because the commandment is a generalization. It generalizes all the mitzvahs, Kalal Godel, all the mitzvahs and the Teda that have to do between a person and his fellow Jew. One such mitzvah Leiselech Rochil. Not much. A person may not go and talk Lashon Hara. The Baal Shem Tev tells us Lashon Hara kills three people. The person that says it, the person he says it about, and the person that hears it. The Rebbe Rashab's wife, the fourth Chabad Rebbe, needed a dress made. She went to the dressmaker to have the dress made. And the dressmaker came to the house to deliver the dress. When the dressmaker came into the house, the Rebbe, sorry, the Rebbe Rashab, right? The Rebbe Marash, his son, Shmuel, was a little boy still. And Reb Shmuel saw a piece of material sticking out of the tailor's pocket. And he started to pull it, and he saw it was not just a small little patch, but rather a whole bolt of extra material. Needless to say, the tailor got very embarrassed. It looked like he was going to steal this material. It's extra, the dress is made, it looked like he was going to steal it. Katsushal. Immediately he got flustered and embarrassed and started to cry and said, No, Kasasholim, I had no intention of stealing this. I was going to give it to you, of course. The six-year-old child became terribly, terribly broken what he did. He embarrassed a Jew so horrifically, totally unbeknownst to him, he didn't want to do anything. He just saw it and pulled on it. He didn't realize it would come out. He went to his father, the Rebbe. And he told the Rebbe, I did something horrific. I embarrassed a fellow Jew. So the Rebbe said, tell me what happened. So he started to cry even harder. He said, not enough I embarrassed a Jew. You want me to tell Lashon Hara too? This is what ultimately is the makeup of a Rebbe. As a little child, he was already concerned of what he had done to a fellow Jew. The concept of Kedoshim, though, of becoming holy, is almost foreign sometimes. We feel sometimes, are we capable of becoming actually holy? And what makes a Jew holy? And what keeps each Jew as its own entity? Another mitzvah in this week's parsha 
Three years after planting a tree, for three years of produce you cannot eat from it. On the fourth year, you may eat, but you have to eat it only in Yerushalayim. Or you could buy it, you could sell it and take the money and buy fruits in Yerushalayim. The Mishnah Mesechtis Arla, Pedic Aleph Mishnah Vav, for those keeping score at home, says, Shel Arla, the plantings of Arla, Shenis Arvu bin that ended up mixing into other fruits, and you don't know which is which. Halezele you cannot, you cannot gather from this. Vim lokat, but if you did gather, yale be'echad be'mesayim. If one out of two hundred is arla, then you're okay. There are certain halachas that proportionately a isur, something prohibited, becomes permissible. There are certain food products. For example, if a drop of milk falls into a pot of meat and it's 60 times more, the, the, the volume of meat in the pot is 60 times more than the drop of milk, it becomes what's called bottle beshishim. There's another concept of bottle be'elef sometimes. Certain things that have to be a thousandth of what they fell into. So the din of Arla that got mixed into other fruits can be used if it's one out of two hundred. But that's only the evidence, we call it. It's only last resorts. Because the truth is, to begin with, the Chathila, we do not like to nullify anything that's prohibited. <coughs> However, here we are going to nullify the Isr of Arlo, which you're not allowed to eat or have any kind of pleasure with, only after it was gathered. Therefore, the Chathila, to begin with, we say, don't gather. However, if it's still attached to the tree, still attached to the ground, there is no nullification. Why? Because something that's attached cannot become nullified. Mechuber le bottle. Everything in Teda has four ways of being learned. Pshat, Remez, Drush, and Said. We've explained it many times. We'd like to discuss a little drush on this halacha. Drush, Edrasha, yes. Lidrosh. The kalal in the entire Torah that a minuscule becomes nullified to a multitude. In that case, there's a question. The Jewish nation, the Pasuk tells us in Devarim, you are the least from all the other nations. If that is the situation, 
Where do we have the Kayach? Where do we have the strength? What holds us back from mixing and blending in and becoming totally one with the entire na- all the other nations? We're a minuscule part to the world. The world is thousands of times more than the Jewish nation is the rest of the world, the non-Jewish nation. So why does the Jewish nation not have to blend in with everyone else? Why are we not becoming bottled to everybody? The Pesach therefore tells us that the Almighty says, Ve'atem hadveikim b'ashem elekechem. Chaim kulchem hayom. That how are you alive today? Because atem hadveikim. You are attached to the Almighty. Since Am Yisrael, the Jewish nation is bound, is one constantly with the Almighty, they therefore fall into the category of Mechubar, like an attached fruit to a tree. And since we said that an attached fruit can never become nullified, so too the Jewish nation can never become nullified. Although we are the Kivsa Achas ben Shivim Zaivim, that little sheep amongst the 70 wolves, we exist and live on. Because Am Levodad Yishkein, Uvagayim Leyiz Chashiv. As Bilam tried to curse the Jews and says they are one nation alone, standing alone and do not get accounted with the rest. Hmm? There are several dinam in the parsha that talk about blood. One is literally, one may not eat blood. And also one may not feed their children blood. But interestingly, another mitzvah, you may not stand on your brother's blood. To which Rashi explains, you may not stand and see your fellow Jew, Chasvisholim, die, whilst you could have saved him. When the Rebbe was a little boy in Russia, there was an incident where he was standing with his mother and he saw a person drowning in Ukraine. Former, former Soviet Union. USSR. And the Rebbe ultimately jumped in as a little boy, jumped into a river to save this person. But also we know that the Baal Shem Tev tells us that everything a Jew hears or sees, he has to learn a lesson in service to Hashem from this... Because everything that the Almighty created, nothing, says the Gemara in Shabbos, Ayin Zayin Amid Beis, 
for those keeping score at home. 77, side 2. Nothing was created for naught. And uh, nothing was not was created only for the honor of the Almighty, as the Mishnah Pekyava says. So therefore, if we see something happening, it is for us to jump at the opportunity to honor the Almighty with this, in the service of Hashem. Because if not, why would the Abish to show it to us? I don't know if fish actually, the blood, the fish blood is actually considered blood per se. And that's why when the Torah warns us each time. And therefore, when we say the Torah mentions several times about blood, it talks about animal blood. That's why you can eat every menachai from fish. Uh, that's why we eat sushi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the text that came in. And therefore, when Rashi writes, to see a person dying and you save him, a person can't say, Who said I could save them? But the Baal Shem Tov says, No, you cannot say that because if you saw this person dying, you have the capacity to save them. This itself is a living proof that you could save them. Because if not, why would the Almighty have shown this to you? And the same is also spiritually. To save any given Jew spiritually, if it comes to your attention that a Jew needs to be saved spiritually, a person cannot say, Who said, I'm the one that has to save him? But rather because he was shown this person is suffering spiritually, Therefore, he is obligated to save him. After Yochalatzile, you can save him. And therefore, you come about, you may not stand on the blood of your friend, and you must do everything that you can to save them from spiritually drowning. And the same comes also when it comes to the blood that we may not eat, and we may not give our children blood. You may not give the children blood. And Taylor tells us that this has to do with the source of Chinuch. The Gemara tells us two stories of Hanina ben Daisa. Hanina ben Daisa was very, very poor. So poor that he did not have money for oil, for lighting in the house. How could he not have light and learn? How he has to learn? How could he not have light? The Gemara tells us, he tells his wife, put vinegar, vinegar in the lamps. 
And his wife asked no questions, she filled the lamps with vinegar, and lit them, and they burnt. And Hanina ben Daisa said, the same God that can make oil burn, can make vinegar burn. Obviously vinegar is substantially cheaper. <coughs> Another such story with Hanina ben Daisa, says the Imam. There was a horrific snake, a serpent, in the middle of the town. And the serpent was killing people. It was killing the population. And no matter who they got to try to destroy the serpent, it was not going away. And finally they turned to Hanina ben Daisa and said, Hanina, please help us. And Hanina put on his coat and went to where the point where the snake was in the, what would you call a cave of a snake? It's a cave? No. Anyone? What's the hole in a snake? It stays in a hole usually, not a cave. No, but it's called a cave. How about out there in Atlanta? Anyone? (laughs) The the snake resides in what? A bear resides in a cave. Um, A a bird lives in a tree. What does a snake live in? On the ground. A hole. They call it a snake hole? That's it? No. Cool. We're going to leave it snake hole. It came, went to its snake hole. And everybody expected Khadina Bedaisa to take out some water and spray the hole. Or to say some spiritual cantations and say who knows what. And Khadina Bedaisa goes and takes off his shoe. And puts his foot on top of the hole. The snake was only too happy to not have to go search for prey. And reached out and bit Khadina Bedaisa. And immediately the snake died. Hanina ben Daisa took the snake out to show everybody it died. And Hanina ben Daisa told everybody, the snake does not kill, the sins kill. And if the person has sins, I think it's really Lush Nara that uh, the snake can kill. And since he never spoke Lush Nara, the snake could not kill him. We'll go back to Hanina ben Daisa in a moment. So I want to tell a short story with the Rebbe. There was a Jew in Israel named Yosef Gabai. Yosef Gabai once had an issue. He wasn't religious at all at the time. It's either a snake pit or a den. A pit or a den. Snake den or a snake pit? A pit, no. A pit is with a bunch of snakes in it. A snake pit. But the snake would live within a den, yes. Hold on, there's a name coming across. I think we have something better than Wikipedia. Am I getting it via text? We'll find out. Anyway, Abiyasif lived here in America. He left Israel, the Holy Land came to seek his fortune here in America. And dwelling, living here in America, he had one little issue. He had a beautiful house. He had a nice business. Everything was well except the fact that he, Rahman was not blessed with children. And somebody told him, 
The Lubavitcher Rebbe gives out dollars every Sunday. Why don't you go to the Lubavitcher Rebbe and get a bracha for a child? Yosef asked no question. He did ask questions. But he was very, very broken and wanted very much a blessing for a child, wanted children. He came to 770. He came to the Rebbe Shul and there were thousands of people lining up. Herpetarium. That's the place in the zoo. Where snakes and reptiles live. The snakes and reptiles live in a herpetarium. We got an official word for it. And not a cave, not a cage, not a aquarium, but a herpetarium. Baruch Hashem for the snakes. Do you want a fries Do you want fries today? Hold on, we're getting a, another interpretation. Oh no, okay. A herpetarium, I got another one. That's what he just said. I got it before him. <laughs> <laughs> it just took me longer to read the word. Um, I had not pronounced it first. There you go. You get practicing. <laughs> he came to the Rebbe for a dollar. And as he came in front of the Rebbe, he said, Rebbe, I married nine years. I was not blessed with children. Please give me a bracha for children. The Rebbe gave him two dollars and said, This is for your parents. Now please understand that many, many years ago, an Israeli that lived in America, unlike today with Skype and everything else that we have, did not communicate much What's your teacher's name? with his family. Oh, snakes live in a nest. Are you sure? Okay, but the herpetarium, they said, is what they keep them in. Okay. He got $2 for his parents. He had no idea what this meant. He went home and he called home to Israel. And his brother sounded very distraught. And he said that the father had suffered a a very heavy heart attack. And the mother, from the pressure, could not take it and collapsed into a nervous breakdown. And they're both very, very, very sick, deathly ill in the hospital. Upon hearing this, he immediately said, Don't worry, they will be fine. They will be fine. And he knew a fact because the Rebbe gave him the dollars. (coughs) I'm sorry, I can't read what I'm trying to talk. Right there. It says... And lo and behold... The parents, Taka, became healthy and well, and they lived for another 20 plus years thereafter. But unfortunately, he was not blessed with children, one of the Tzlan. And he said, the Rebbe, being now a Frum Jew, he says, the Rebbe saw that I couldn't have children, but he saw to it that I had parents. Snake's living room was called the nest. Speaking of blessing of children, we were blessed this past Shabbos with another grandchild, a grandson, in Switzerland, Geneva, Switzerland. 
which Mirat Hashem, hopefully tomorrow evening we will be on flight to Geneva for Shabbos Bris. Thanks for the invite. My nine year old grandson will tell everybody that now the even amount of boys and girls and the grandchildren. So the next one is going to be the tiebreaker. And the one after that might be a tie again. <laughs> this amen. They should all be healthy and give us a lot of nachas. This week we said is Perik Shlishi. As we look in the third Perik, Perik Yavis, ironically we find a Mishnah that starts off Rabbi Chanina ben Daisa Emel. Chanina ben Daisa says, he's, since he's been most of the star tonight of our, of our shir. So we'll take a quote from Chanina ben Daisa called Whenever a person's fear of sin comes before his wisdom, his wisdom will endure. When a person's wisdom comes before his fear of sin, his chokhme, his wisdom cannot endure. Yiraschet and bitl, fear of sin and self-nullification, the person restricts his own self-expression. Why? Because he doesn't want to violate Hashem. How does one come about to do that? Through davening, through prayer. When a person davens, they redefine their own identity. When they pray, they connect, they become one with God, and they redefine themselves. They nullify their ego, they put everything aside, and the person comes and he makes his connection with his inner self. What is the inner self, the essence of a person? His neshama ha his godly nature. And therefore the person now is in a level where his whole horizons are cut, take on a different scope. And this ensures that his wisdom stays with him. Because he doesn't look at Teda as an abstract study, as something that a knowledge, intellectual discipline, but he understands it as the word of God himself. And therefore every dimension of his existence becomes one with his Teda. And because every part of his existence is one with the Teda, it becomes everlasting. And this once again goes back and reverts to the Chinuch, the education part of Teda. That first and foremost, one must establish the fear of God at home. By establishing and putting down a foundation that everyone, the, the children from small, the smallest of age, know that they have to fear Hashem, this ultimately brings the child up in a total different way. And this is therefore the message of Chanina ben Daisa 
a person that lived and grew on miracles gives to us, imparts to us and tells us how we must first put our godliness ahead of everything else and only then can we find ourselves a place in the world can we find any kind of knowledge that will be substantiated the Gemara Mesech the Seita and Chavbez Amir Aleph as we said we're learning Seita because Seita is the 49 Dafim and there are 49 days of Sfira so we're taking now from this week yesterday actually Isha Purusha the Mishnah said Sectic mitzvah, a woman. Ton the Rabbanon, the Rabbanon taught us. Besulitz Lionis, a prayful maiden. Valmona Shevovis, an enabling widow. Vikotn Shlekolu, Lei Chadoshev, and a minor whose months are not yet complete. Hare Elu, Mivali Elam. These are the runers of the world. This holiness displays of such women are sometimes masks for immoral behavior and witchcraft. Check the Yamara. Yamara asks, Aini, is that so? Vamara Biechen and Biechen said, The Madna we learn, Yiras Chait me Besula. The fear of sin from the maiden, the prayer for maiden. Vikibul Sachar Malmana. And the receipt of reward from the neighborly widow. So why all of a sudden are you putting them down? And the Yamara explains, Rabbi means the follow. We learn the fear of sin from the maiden. Rabbi Yechen overheard a girl saying, She fell flat on her face and she said a prayer. Master of the universe. You created Ganeiden, you created Gehenim. You created righteous, you created wicked. May it be the will before you, says the maiden. Is this a Levinson? It's one of the twins? That no person, no man should have a stumble and sin because of me. So therefore he felt that the girl is very, very holy. And when he says, That 
She came to shul every day. But she didn't go to the neighborhood shul. She walked. She always walked to the distance to come to Rabbi Yechanan. And he said to her, Biti, This is not in your neighborhood. Why do you come here? On she said to him, Rabbi, don't I have merit for traveling? And therefore he saw that the women, the Almana, took out Dafke to look for merit. And therefore he, blamed, he attributes merit to the Almana. We attribute therefore the merit of all those that Kedeshim to you, and that all those that will be able to carry on the legacies, Bandaisas, or the legacies of all the other Tater Mitzvahs that we need to accept and to complete. And he not think that we should merit that this very Shabbos, we should be in Yerushalayim, Yerakodesh, with Mashiach Tzidkenu. Shabbat Shalom to all, unless you're in Geneva, Good Shabbos.